Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, anarchists of all ages, welcome to the Dark Lord Reapers United States of Anarchy podcast. Who am I? I am the man without a plan, the Dark Lord himself, the Nightmare King, giving you unapologetic truth, honesty, and justice through word of mouth. If you don't like what I have to say, two words, don't listen. Boycott my inbox, boycott my social media accounts. I won't miss you. This podcast is for people who want to hear real topics about real situations to give them the real facts. So if that's not what you want, if you want opinions and propaganda, this is not the podcast for you. If you're looking for for celebrity gossip, this is also the podcast that is not for you. So what are we talking about today? As promised, a more pleasant topic The birth of hip-hop, the origins of hip-hop, and its legendary nostalgia that most people don't know. We need to give, because the youth think they know what hip-hop is, but they don't. So, I'm going to give you guys a brief history of hip-hop, how far it has come, the changes and what we need to get back to in hip-hop. We're back, so we are talking about hip-hop and the things that have changed, the things that need to be instilled in the hip-hop community. As well as how far it's coming, how far it can go. So, when was hip hop invented? August 11th, 1973. And who was the inventor of hip hop? I'll give you that answer. A man known as DJ Cool Herc, who was used who used to be a DJ that DJ's funk records. DJ DJ Cool Herc, along with another man known as Africa Bombada, the founder of the Zulu Nation, they came together and formed the United Federation Zulu Nation, which was a coalition of dancers, graffiti artists, rappers, and DJs. DJs like DJ Kokla Rock and many others. And they established the five elements of hip-hop. What are the five elements? Well, I'll break it down to you. The first, the DJ. Well, no particular order. The DJ, the man who uses the turntables to be shown that the turntables can actually be an instrument by scratching records, mixing two, two records from two different genres that shouldn't go together to make it a completely different sound. DJ Cool Herc started this He's the inventor. But other DJs have have perfected the stock, perfected the art form. DJs like DJ Hurricane, DJ Jazzy Jeff, DJ Quick, and the list goes on. So the DJ is the first of, the first one mentioned of the five elements of hip-hop. The second element, the b-boy, the dancer. Most original b-boy groups 
that those guys you see spinning on their heads and doing crazy five 360 spins and flares and top rocks originally most of those guys were street gangs but because of the birth of hip-hop they abandoned their gang their gang ties and became dance crews one of the most infamous two of the most infamous dance crews were the lockers and the rock steady crew and that art form has gone on to spawn many legendary dancers such as crazy legs darkness kid darkness benny rosita and the list goes on so we've gone over b-boying djing the third the graffiti artists there are many legendary graffiti artists graffiti is a part of hip-hop one passed a couple of years ago the legendary fueler one but the art but the art form still goes on in the early 70s 80s there wasn't a block you could go on without seeing some artists tag or burner or big piece on a wall on a train which was the thing to do back then even though it's illegal and it could get you arrested the fourth beatboxing those guys that make beats with their mouths that was invented by legendary hip-hop group the fat boys they were the first to do that on a record you mostly can find people doing that on a corner in a cypher which we will cover later on in this podcast and last but not least the most notarized the most recognized of the five elements of hip-hop the mc the rapper the dude that raps over the beats that the dj is playing the term mc master of ceremonies was used to be rec- reserved that title only used to be reserved for people who are hosting events or parties or tv telethons now when you say someone's an mc it means that person can rap but we're gonna go over more of the history of hip-hop when we come back And we're back, so we are talking about the history of hip-hop. So, hip-hop was founded in 1973 in a building in the Bronx, the South Bronx, 1520 Sedwick Avenue, which is now a historical landmark. People would come from all over just to hear DJ Cool Herc or African Bombada either spin records or rap over records and the b-boys would rock with this rap groups popped up out of the woodwork between 73 and 79 musical acts like x-clan and one of the most notable of that time the sugar hill gang with rappers delight the 1980s surely came about the first mainstream rapper to be signed to a major label was curtis blow with his song, These Are The Breaks. Break it up, break it up, break it up. You must have heard this song one point in time in your life. And the 80s spawned many a rappers. Rap in 84, KRS-One and his crew, Boogie Down Productions from the Bronx. As well as other groups like the Fat Boys, 
DJs like DJ Hurricane, Kid Capri, all were coming on the scene. Then a phenomenal thing happened that changed hip hop forever. During the 80s, there was a part of hip hop which should be recognized as one of the elements, well, it applies to the MC, called battling. The world of war. The word of the war the the war of words, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, where two rappers would try to outrap each other to see who was the superior in wordplay. And none and the first battle rapper and the most notable at that time was the party starter, Busy B. One night in particular, they had a contest for rappers. And he showed up telling everyone, I'm knocking out all bombs. I'm knocking out all bombs. I'm taking heads. I'm taking names and taking heads. One rapper happened to be there that night that no one suspected would come up. People knew who he was. So one person yelled in the audience, yelled out in the audience, Busy B, I bet you can't beat him. And they were pointing to the legendary rapper known as Cool Modi. And the two faced off and was one of the most legendary battles of all time. Busy Kumo D defeated Busy B that night. The two have remained friends, but that battle gave birth to what is known today as the lyrical rapper. Had Kumo D not beat Busy B, there would be no Notorious B.I.G., there'd be no Tupac, there'd be no Eminem, there'd be no Drake. So that changed hip-hop forever. Another event had happened. When mainstream media became aware of hip-hop, well, they've always been aware, they tried to kill it before it could even get off the ground. There were radio stations that would openly announce that our radio station does not play hip-hop. So most rappers did what they only could do live performances or sell their tapes out of the back of someone's car. But when mainstream society saw how much money hip-hop was bringing in, there was a certain boom, rappers popping up from out of Queens. This point in time was known as the New Jack era, or the New Jack swing, whichever you want to call it. Rappers like LL Cool J, the Juice Crew, and most nine, most notable. Oh yeah, LL Cool J came from Queens. The Juice Crew, which was one of the biggest hip-hop acts to come out of the Queens. As well as their most no- the two most notable rappers to come rap groups to come out of Queens. Kid and Play, and even bigger than them, the Kids are the Kings of Rock, Run DMC. We're gonna talk a little bit more about the Juice Crew because one of their members kicked off something that will go down in hip-hop history, that went down in hip-hop history. So we are talking about the history of hip-hop. So, hip-hop was founded in 1973 in a building in the Bronx, the South Bronx, 1520 Sedwick Avenue, which is now a historical landmark. People would come from all over just to hear DJ Cool Herc or African Bombada either spin records or rap over records, and the B-Boys would rock with this. 
Rap groups popped up out of the woodwork between 73 and 79. Musical acts like X-Clan and one of the most notable of that time, the Sugar Hill Gang with Rapper's Delight. The 1980s surely came about. And the first mainstream rapper to be signed to a major label was Curtis Blow with his song, These Are The Breaks. Break it up, break it up, break it up. You must have heard this song one point in time in your life. And the 80s spawned many a rappers. Rap in 84, KRS-One and his crew, Boogie Down Productions from the Bronx. As well as other groups like the Fat Boys, DJs like DJ Hurricane, Kid Capri, all were coming on the scene. Then, a phenomenal thing happened that changed hip-hop forever. During the 80s, there was a part of hip-hop, which should be recognized as one of the elements, well, it applies to the MC, called battling. The world of war. The word of... The war... The, the war of words, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, where two rappers would try to outrap each other to see who was the superior in wordplay. And none, and the first battle rapper and the most notable at that time was the party starter, Busy B. One night in particular, they had a contest for rappers. And he showed up telling everyone, I'm knocking out all bombs. I'm knocking out all bombs. I'm taking heads. I'm taking names and taking heads. One rapper happened to be there that night that no one suspected would come up. People knew who he was. So one person yelled in the audience, yelled out in the audience, Busy B, I bet you can't beat him. And they were pointing to the legendary rapper known as Cool Modi. And the two faced off and was one of the most legendary battles of all time. Busy Cool Modi defeated Busy B that night. The two have remained friends, but that battle gave birth to what is known today as the lyrical rapper. Had Cool Mo D not beat Busy B, there would be no Notorious B.I.G., there'd be no Tupac, there'd be no Eminem, there'd be no Drake. So that changed hip-hop forever. Another event had happened. When mainstream media became aware of hip-hop, well, they've always been aware they tried to kill it before it could even get off the ground. There were radio stations that would openly announce that our radio station does not play hip hop. So most rappers did what they only could do live performances or sell their tapes out of the back of someone's car. But when mainstream society saw how much money hip hop was bringing in, there was a certain boom, rappers popping up from out of Queens. This point in time was known as the New Jack era or the New Jack swing, whichever you want to call it. Rappers like LL Cool J, The Juice Crew, and most nine, most notable, oh yeah, LL Cool J came from Queens. The Juice Crew, which was one of the biggest hip hop acts to come out of the Queens as well as their most no- the two most notable rappers to come rap groups to come out of Queens Kid and Play and even bigger than them the kids are the Kings of Rock Run DMC We're going to talk a little bit more about the Juice Crew because one of their members kicked off something that will go down in hip hop history 
that went down in hip-hop history. And we're back, so we are briefly going over hip-hop, its history, its illustrious history, and how far it has come and how far it will go. So, in our last segment, I mentioned a pivotal moment in hip-hop that no one saw coming. Once upon a time, hip-hop had its moments of misogynistic, of misogyny, because it was male-dominated. You didn't have too many male MC, female MCs. Until one day, a 14-year-old, known, at, known only as Roxanne Shanty, stepped up to the plate because there was a record going around where three guys were degrading a woman saying Roxanne Roxanne a real Roxanne so she made her version of the song which was a response to that record and her diss record sold more than the actual record this turned the music industry on its head particularly hip hop Around the same time, KRS-One was going at it with legendary MC, MC Shan of the Juice Crew. The Juice Crew was comprised of MC Shan, DJ Marley Marl, Roxanne Shanty, and Big Daddy Kane, who was an infamous rapper from Brooklyn. They all knew each other and they were all friends. But, and this time period spawned with this plus what Roxanne did spawned a time in hip-hop that will forever be known as the bridge wars but it was ended when KRS-One put out a song known as the bridge is over which splattered the juice crew so when we come back we will talk about the early 90s late 80s and what transpired there So, let's talk about what happened in terms of hip-hop in terms of the late 80s, early 90s. Rappers started battling each other, and this was nothing out of the ordinary. LL Cool J had an infamous rivalry with Cannabis, as well as Cool Modi with his song, How You Like Me Now, to the point that LL Cool J made the most infamous hip-hop song of all time, Mama Said Knock You Out. And the Reaper Strikes Back at Cannabis, which defeated him. <laughs> that was actually funny. But here's the part that most people didn't know. Hip-hop acts were popping up all over, not just in New York. In L.A., in Oakland, they had MC Hammer with Can't Touch This. And from South Central, they had legendary rapper turned actor Ice-T. The man who actually gave birth to hip-hop, to gangster rap, with his songs, Six in the Morning and Colors, which talked about gang affiliations. It went over most people's heads, because he was around in the early 80s. But come the, come the late 80s, early 90s, a man known as Eric Wright, also known, but let most people know him by his legendary name, Easy e came out with a song called Boys in the Hood, which gave everyone an inside look of a, perp, a typical day in the life of Compton, L.A. 
which gave, which gave birth and boomed to gangster rap, along with his crew known as NWA, which we will not go over what the acronym means. This group caused so much trouble with their song, with their controversial song known as Fuck the Police, which was talking about police brutality, but in a way that had never been done before. Other musical acts like Judas Priest with Breaking the Law and Public Enemy, which is a legendary hip-hop group with Fight the Power, said, were saying the same thing, but NWA openly disrespected the police to the point where they got a federal summons from the FBI saying that they could not perform that song live and they did it anyway now to me that was the personification of hip hop why because hip hop always from its beginning spoke out against oppression of the black people and police brutality as well as anti drugs but gangster gangsta rap became so popular to the point that the conscious rapper, the rapper that was socially aware about what was going on, could no longer compete. So either you were talking as if you were a gangster, or you, your, your records would not sell. This gave birth to what would be known today as the studio gangster. A person that's only a gangster when he raps, but does not live that lifestyle or never did. When we come back, we'll go over what is going on in today's hip-hop. So the early 2000s brought a lot of changes in terms of hip hop, a lot of changes. You, you had more rappers coming from the South, musical acts such as Ludacris and Outkast and the Dungeon Family, but for some reason they couldn't get on because there was a time in hip hop that if you were not from LA or New York, nobody wanted to hear you. But that has changed. Somehow, some way, Atlanta has become the mecca of hip hop. I wonder how that happened, but that's another episode for another time. Because this is more of a pleasant conversation in terms of hip hop. And hip hop has grown to the point that the hip hop culture is culture, is mainstream culture now. And once upon a time, mainstream society tried to kill it. Now, in Japan, b-boying is the thing to do. In Korea, they have open challenges for, for b-boying competitions. You have rappers as far as Germany, as well as Russia and Denmark. Who would have thought? And hip-hop can go so much further. But that's it for this episode comment as you see fit thank you for listening on our next episode we will be talking about the controversial decision of jay-z to partner up with the nfl another rapper we'll be talking about that and later on this week i will have a guest on my show talking about a very serious topic that needs to be addressed until then people love peace and chicken grease deuces deuces